You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the show, my friend. If you haven't yet, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And if you're a fan of the show, if you'd real quickly pause this episode and leave a quick five-star review, we would honestly love you forever. (laughs) I mean, we already love you forever, but we just love you a little bit more if you love to review. (laughs) And for those of you who already have, wow. Okay. Thank you for already doing that. You rock. We read every single review and honestly love hearing your takeaways and feedback of what the show has done for you and what your favorite episodes are. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Alrighty. Now on to the show. Are you a book nerd like us? Do you geek out over learning more business skills and marketing strategies? If so, this episode is going to be a treat for you. Evie and I make it a priority to always keep learning, educating ourselves, and becoming even better businesswomen. And a huge part of that learning is diving into business books. We especially love learning from people who are different than us and are in different industries because honestly, it it brings more value to what we do and our education. We love learning everything we can and reading business books is a huge part of that for us. We often get asked what our favorite business books are. And after getting asked that question enough times, we figured having an episode on the podcast dedicated to some of our favorite books would be super helpful for you. So today we're breaking down our top seven business books and top two takeaways from each of them. If you're wanting to snag some new business book recommendations, then don't you dare go anywhere. We got you coming in three, two, one. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right. I am so excited for today's show. I feel like this is going to be potentially one of my favorite shows that we've ever done, just Such because a nerdy show. I, yes. I just love business books. I mean, I know, Lindsay, you're the same way. Mm-hmm. We just cannot literally get enough of books in general. I'm just always wanting to learn. It's also just so good for you. We were having a conversation last night. This is totally off topic, but we were having a conversation last night about spicy food. And I was researching whether or not spicy food like damages your taste buds at all over time. And I was like researching it. And then I like set down my phone and I spent like 30 minutes researching it. And then I set down my phone and Lindsay can attest to this. I was like, I really want to read a book on like taste. And Lindsay's like, what? Well, then also we were playing Catan and Evie was losing. And so then she <laughs> literally sits there and she's like, I want to like learn about game strategy. <laughs> and I'm like, just suck it up. You're losing. <laughs> I just love learning. And I, I just love like a- experiencing and, and learning things that I don't know about. So reading is one of my favorite, favorite things. If you know my goal this year, it's to read 52 books in a year. So basically a book a week. Um, and I am ahead of schedule. I will say that. So I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> But it's been so much fun. So today, Lindsay and I are just going to kind of share some of that nerding love with you. And we're going to talk about our favorite business books, at least some of our top faves, and some takeaways from each. So just to let you know, this is not just like, hey, books are fun. 
books and especially reading business books and, and, and strategy books can help you so much as a business owner and as a human being. This isn't just, oh, it's a fun pastime. I find great enjoyment in reading. But even if I didn't, I think I still would just because the results and the, the growth that you see from investing in that type of education for yourself are exponential. So yeah. super important as a business owner that you're consistently learning and growing in all sorts of new ways. So reading couldn't, books is one of them. Couldn't agree more. All right. Diving in our seven favorite business books. Number one, this one is not for the lighthearted. It's not <laughs> fluffy. We're diving in real hard and fast. If you're the kind of person that you might need to like, like, I mean, I'm this way. If I read like a very technical or very like high level business book, I need to like read it a few times or just really soak in what it's saying. This is one of those books. It's called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. It honestly is maybe my favorite business book I've ever read. Yeah. I know Evie, you read it first and then you were like, you literally like, like called me one day and you, <laughs> you could not shut up about it. You were like, you need to read this immediately, immediately. Right now. I read this book three times in like a year and a half. It's yeah. so good. Well, and it's what I really like about it. I'll get into what it's a little bit about, but what I really like about it is it's not like for creative entrepreneurs at all. It's yeah. not about Instagram. It's not about photography. Like, no, not at all. It's literally a hard end business book. Yeah. And throughout the book, he uses this example of a pie shop um, and like this one, I can't remember her name, but this one business owner and like yeah. all the principles that he talks about in the book, he relates it back to this one business and why she kept going and, and it wasn't working and how she was using her, her, like she had a passion for baking and how she turned her passion into a business, which is what almost all of us do mm -hmm. and why it just like, I can't even express how high level and awesome it is, it's but so it's an incredible book for literally any entrepreneur. And it talks about why so many small businesses fail every single day and how to avoid that, what we can do. And it's it's challenging. It's thought-provoking. It brings in the concept of franchising like an, and having a franchise model, um, which kind of made me think about McDonald's, like, which is not like anything. Like we don't own a fast food Yay, restaurant. McDonald's. Right. <laughs> no. But just like how McDonald's has been a very, very powerful business yeah. in the world, literally yeah. globally. And it's because they, they developed this franchise model that can be accomplished with using people that are not skilled at all. That sounds bad, but like, <laughs> like not like high level, like you don't have yeah. to have a degree at Harvard to work at McDonald's yeah, is basically, exactly. but they've created a model that gives the customer exactly what they want using a franchise model that can work as like, you can hire the lowest skilled worker yeah. to do something. It, it just, I, I could go on and on. It's literally, it's powerful. Yeah. We've read it multiple times and it is a repeat on our list. Um, Evie, do you want to talk about the takeaways from that? Yeah, for sure. So takeaways number one is going to be, we need to work on our businesses and not in them. So in the example of the pie shop, he talks about, I, can I call her Olivia? I don't think that's her it's name. It's absolutely not Olivia. I'm just going to call oh, her Olivia. Okay, you do it. <laughs> so he talks about how like Olivia turned I feel this, like it's like Deborah. I thought it was like Alice. No. <laughs> so we're very far off. <laughs> Anyways, um, he just talks about how Deborah had this passion for baking. And so she tried to turn it into a business. And then she was working so much in her business, like making the pies that she just burnt out and her passion for it was gone and she wasn't enjoying it. And her, her excellence was going down like all sorts of different things. So he, he walks you through 
oh my gosh, so many different things. I can't even like, we couldn't put it all into one podcast. It's so good. Um, but I think it's really important as entrepreneurs to remember we need to be working on our businesses and not in them. Like that's a vital key for success for small business owners. Mm. Yeah. So good. All right. And then the second takeaway that we learned from the e-myth is that you have to learn to adapt and change as you grow. And Gerber talks a lot about scaling and franchising, like I just said. And it's so powerful to have that in your mind as you grow your business, because you can't and shouldn't try to do everything, especially as you grow. And I feel like even with takeaway number one of working on your business instead of in it, I think a lot of people can relate to the pie story of starting your business from a passion and being in your business, working in it. I mean, we did that as photographers. You start your business because you have a creative hobby that you love most, not always, but usually that's how you get into business. And then you work in your business so much that the hobby that you once used to love is not what you love anymore. And this book just, it literally kind of broadens your scope of how you look at your business. And Really, I love the whole franchise model. That blew my flipping mind. Yeah. Like just taking a step back from your business and then like writing down every single step and task that you do in your business mm-hmm. and looking at it from like a CEO perspective versus a worker bee perspective. Yeah. Um, I just, you all stop talking. Y'all just go get it on Amazon. Also, none of this is affiliated. Like we don't know any of these authors. We're just kidding. We know Profit First because he was on this podcast. Yeah. Anyways, but we're not getting We don't know any of these authors yet. Yeah. We except are slowly, except, Mike McCallowitz, but but we are slowly getting our way into... <laughs> actually, I know Bill Johnson too, but that's irrelevant. Okay, yeah. anyways. <laughs> okay, so the point is, uh, E-Myth is an incredible book for so good. any business owner, and especially a business owner who's wanting to do more than just like a, a side hobby that earns them a little bit of money. If yeah. you're really wanting to scale at it to any degree, read that book. So on to number two, which is going to be Essentialism by Greg McCohen. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. Oh, it is so good. This book essentially, no pun intended, essentially covers how to simplify your life and your business and stop trying to do it all. Because I think it's as entrepreneurs, we so often are like, oh, I can do, and I struggle with this so bad. I I know Lindsay does too. We're like, oh, I can do this and 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 this. And oh my gosh, why don't we just add this and this? This sounds fun. This is cool. I can do that. And we become overwhelmed and we lose our focus and we lose that ability to do certain things with excellence Mm -hmm. and with balance. So it's just an incredible book to read in a world where you know, opportunities and information are so endless, especially as entrepreneurs. We're like, oh, I can do that and this and this opportunity and this information. It's just so easy to get caught up in that whirlwind that we end up spinning our wheels and our brains are just going a million miles an hour. And we need to learn how to slow down, prioritize and simplify. And this book walks you through step-by-step why that is so vital to success as well as how to implement it in your own life and business. It's seriously such a game changer. I would say if you are the kind of person or business owner that is a people pleaser, if you are constantly saying yes to everything and you're finding yourself strung out, you're not zoned in, you're not learning the power of the word no and the power of setting boundaries and prioritizing, this absolutely is a book that you need to read. Um, cause it's, I mean, I struggle with saying no. And like, just like Evie says, even when, whether it's saying no to an opportunity or yes to an opportunity, or you're just that kind of person that wants to do a million things at once, 
just Greg breaks it down so amazingly on how to really hone in and find what is essential for you. Yeah. I mean, that's literally one of the key things that stuck out to me in in the book when I was first reading it was that he said, we have a a twisted definition of priorities Mm -hmm. because priorities should not be plural. The actual definition of priority is that it is a singular goal. Um, And so he kind of walks you through, you know, we're all like, oh, these are my top 10 priorities this year. Like that's a horrific mindset As as a human being, especially as an entrepreneur, like, no, one thing that you are really like, that's your goal. So takeaways from this book, I feel like we've kind of just talked about it, but number one is, I mean, Greg just cuts through the crap in this book and it just explains like how detrimental it is to try to do 500 things at once, which as someone who likes to do 500 things at once, hello, Enneagram seven here, raising my hand. It was just such a good wake up call and such a good realization that I can't do everything and I can't do everything well, but if I prioritize, I can very possibly get more done one at a time. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to feel more balance and rest in my own life if I just prioritize and focus on one thing. Yeah. Okay. And then number two is going to be, honestly, by the end of the book, you just walk away with such a clear understanding of how to begin to simplify and pursue what's actually meaningful in your life as well as the why, like why it's important and then how to actually implement it. So it's just a step-by-step. I'm not going to give anything in the book away. If, if this is ringing a bell with you, just go read the book. But I cannot recommend this enough. If you feel like there's too much on your plate and you don't know what to focus on first, read this book. Mm. Yeah. All right. Moving on to book number three. This is one of our favorite books ever of all time. So good. So good. It's Creating a Story Brand by Donald Miller. If you, just speaking to you straight, if you only read one marketing book for the entirety of your life, (laughs) make it this one. Yeah. I kid you not, this book is literally one of the most comprehensive and brilliant marketing books we have ever read. Donald Miller, this is the author's name, he is a genius also. He also has written a lot of other books that aren't even marketing books. They're just awesome books. Anyways, um, he teaches a flawless, foolproof marketing plan that compares marketing your business to the structure and plot of a story. Like, you know, the one that you learned in high school that starts with like exposition, has rising action, conflict, or climax, and then falling action and resolution. You know that one? The one with like the The pie, but not the pie, the pyramid. Yes. It's like a, whatever, y'all get it. Um, (laughs) it's, It's so genius. We teach this a lot just to our students. It's it's such a great book for changing your mindset to making your business not about you, mm-hmm. um, but truly about serving and about helping people. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to go too far into it. Well, we'll get a little more into it with our takeaways. Um, but basically in the book, he breaks down how marketing is infused into every single movie or book you've ever read. I think at the beginning of the book, he's like, I'm going to ruin you for watching movies for life. So yeah. sorry about it. Um, <laughs> Like you're not going to be able to watch a movie or read a book again without like seeing this framework happen in all the movies and how it relates to marketing and business. Um, But literally from how to approach your customers to how to sell to them, like this is just by far our favorite marketing book. We've said that already, but (laughs) um, we also assign this to just about every coaching student we have now because of how perfect it is and how all-in-one encompassing, not that you shouldn't read any other books, but (laughs) you definitely need this one on your list. If you own a business of any kind, or if you ever want to own a business, um, or if you're just a nerd about story plot 
and marketing, read this book now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. Lindsay and I taught a lot of the strategies and the uh, mindset behind what Donald Miller covers in this book before, I think before either of us read the book, definitely no. before I read the book. Before you read the book. I yeah. read it a long time ago. Okay, cool. Well, I, I believed in all of this before I'd ever even read the book. And then right. when I read the book, I was like, oh my God, like he, it's just so much bigger than even like I was thinking and I was teaching and I was like, oh, it's just mind blown. Yeah. Even though I already like believed in a lot of, and was teaching a lot of the principles and strategies. So it's just, even if you're like, oh, I know marketing, like, yeah, you know, personal brand. Yeah. You know, whatever. Serve your, yeah, cool. I got it. Read the book. Like, I don't care if you think you know it, read the book. <laughs> like, I think I know it and I want to yeah. read this book like five times there, a year. There are, I will say, I would say most of these books on the list, Linz, I don't know if you agree, for me are, I want to read these, yeah. each one of these books once a year, which is why they made our top like favorite list because they're repeats for us that are so vital to foundation as a business owner that yeah. like, I, I've read almost every single one of these books for every single like year since I read them. Yeah, no, I would agree. And yeah. also if you are wanting to, upscale your business and you're short on cash, like book, like business books are such a great way to get really high level education for pretty cheap. Like books on Amazon are what, 12 bucks. I mean, sometimes they might be like 17 or eight or whatever. Like, yeah, but that's just a very cheap price for the takeaway that you're getting. Speaking of takeaways, let's move (laughs) on to that. So takeaway number one for building a story brand, this kind of dives a little bit into like the concept of the book, but we need to flip our mindset we are not the hero of our own story. Like you think when you're watching a movie, like, oh, that like the main character is the main, like Lizzie McGuire is the main character of the Lizzie McGuire movie. I don't know why I thought about that, but (laughs) that's just where my mind went. Um, Like we are not the hero of our own story. Our businesses are not about us. Instead, our businesses, businesses should be placing the focus of everything we do on our hero, which is our ideal client. We're stepping in as the helper. And he dives way more in depth into that concept in the book, but our ideal client and how we, how basically how we can come along to our ideal client as a business, come alongside them and help them in their own story. Like if you're a shampoo product maker and you're sitting there and you're selling your product in your shampoo and you're talking me, 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 my shampoo's awesome. Look how awesome and colorful it is. Look how awesome and cheap our brand is. Oh, look how high level, like whatever. You're focusing on you. Whereas you need to focus on your ideal client, the person whose hair you're trying to make more voluptuous. How is your product going to come alongside your ideal client and help them with where they want to go? And in that example, they want curly hair that's not frizzy or they want straight hair that's not flat. They want volume, whatever. That's one example. Anyways, your business will completely change if you flip that mindset. Yes. Oh, so good. Okay. And then number two is by honestly, by the end of the book, you walk away with a foolproof marketing strategy for how to actually speak directly to your hero. So for example, your ideal client, you'll know how to help them, how to structure your business to get their attention, bring them in, serve them, and offer your product or service as a solution to the problem they have as it relates to your business. And he even has a whole framework that he walks you through that you fill out that really, I mean, you literally walk away with a step-by-step game plan of how to market to your ideal audience. And it is incredible. It's just brilliant. Honestly, plain and simple, plain brilliant. So go buy it like right now. (laughs) 
I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? Freaking yes. I've definitely been there, and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, uh, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye, writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com slash content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. Hey, Heart fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part, <laughs> HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. All right. Number four on our list is a treat because like we hinted at at the beginning of this episode, it is Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. And if you are a longtime listener of this show, you might recognize that name from that book title or that name of the author because we've had him on the show in episode 61. We also talk about it a lot. <laughs> we also talk about it a lot. That's true. Um, but if you haven't yet listened to episode 61 of our podcast, go listen to Mike break down the concept of Profit First. It, honestly, it's going to make you want to read the book more than anything we could say right now, but just do it. It's brilliant. Um, okay. Anyways, a little bit about the book. It's definitely a more financially focused book, obviously with the title Profit First, um, but it walks you step-by-step step through why and how to set up the financial side of your business in a way that allows you to know exactly what's going on in your business and what your margins are. It's a little meaty, but I will say he does such a good job at almost dumbing it down yeah. In a, in a really funny way. Like I did not expect it 
to be as funny as it was. And I think I told him that. Actually, yeah, you the, did on the show. You I were did. like, you're funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, I get I get how you write now because you're funny in person. Yeah. Um, it's it, Like I said, it's a little meaty. And if you're scared of numbers, I would still recommend reading it It'd be just because of yeah. how, exactly how he writes. He writes it very conversationally. He writes it, I think he curses in it even. It's like very conversational. Yeah. And it, it makes reading a more financially structured book it's a very, lot more doable. It's very simplified. Yeah. And it, it, he, the reason that he wrote the book was to help people who are intimidated by numbers be able to master their finances and their business. It's incredible. Exactly. And basically the book is saying like numbers shouldn't be scary. In fact, they're vital to success. It's vital to know your numbers and have control over them and control of where your money's going so that you can make sure that you are profitable in your business from day one. It's a, a must read book. If you're struggling with anything financial as a business owner, if you don't know how to do your pricing, set up your bank accounts. Um, basically if you're like operating off of debt in your business or you're just in the hole and you're, you're in the mindset that as a business owner, all of your money should just be going back into your business and you should get absolutely none of it. Mm-hmm. Read this book. Yep. Um, he's going to blow your mind. Yeah. So key takeaways. Number one, entrepreneurs are literally, I think you literally just said this, but we are the worst at paying ourselves. And why the heck is that? Like, that's not how it should be. So when you start your own business, typically it's for freedom, whether that's, you know, time or finances or purpose, you, you know, you just want to do your own thing and be in control of your own life. So then why do we end up with some of the most financially unstable and lacking entrepreneurs in the world? It's because we don't understand this balance of finances and and time and and all of that. So this book is just an incredible breakdown of you need to get paid first and you need to know what's going on in the finances of your business. And here's how you can manage it in a super simple and easy to understand way. Yeah. And then takeaway number two from Profit First is that you walk away with a step-by-step strategy for how to keep an eye on the heartbeat of your business, which is your numbers, in a simple and non-intimidating way while also getting paid. And i that's my favorite part about the book is that it's n- super non-intimidating. And what you honestly can do is as you read the book, you can set up your bank accounts as you go. I think he, even in like the first chapter, he's literally like, hey, email me, like literally email me telling me that you've done it yeah. as you've set up your bank accounts. Yeah. And like, he's like, I want you to be accountable to this. He's like, I will respond back to your email email me as you go, like do this, don't move on to the next step before you do this. And so it's it's just the way he sets it up is super doable, super tangible. And it makes someone, or it makes you as maybe someone who maybe is intimidated by numbers, like we said, feel not so intimidating by it. Yeah. Intimidated by it. (laughs) So good. All right. Book number five is Dreaming with God by Bill Johnson. Oh, this book, while it's not necessarily uh, you know, a quote unquote business book per se, this book does directly align with our passion and our belief behind our businesses that what we do in everything is for the glory of God and to bring his kingdom to earth. Mm-hmm. So for any Christians or believers out there, this is such a powerful book that I would so, so, so strongly recommend you read as an entrepreneur and as a human being, even if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't own a business totally fine. This book still 100% applies to you. The purpose of this book is essentially to walk 
believers through how to partner with God to bring his kingdom into today's culture, regardless of where your field of influence is. So if you are a doctor, a lawyer, a, you know, a stay at home mom, a business owner, a goodness, a vet, like it doesn't matter. We are all called to the same purpose and the same goal. And business is not a secular thing that is apart from God. And I think that's so, so, so important to realize as Christians that those two things aren't separate, like ministry or, you know, our Christianity, our, our relationship with the Lord is not separate from our business and what we're running. And it, uh, Pastor Johnson just like walks it through so beautifully of here is how you can begin to partner with the creator of the universe to empower your business and to bring change to the world around you. I think a lot of people, especially Christians, think that like everything that has to do with ministry, like if you're a Christian, you can only do your Christian-y thing through ministry in a church. Yeah. And then your job or the rest of parts of your life are completely separate. Yeah. And that's the furthest thing from the truth, like you just said it. Yeah. And this book is just brilliant in in infusing you with dreaming and life and like how that can go together yeah. in how you dream with God through your career, through your life, through everything that you do. Yeah. And it makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, Pastor Bill just walks you through like it'll change your life when you begin to step outside of your own little selfish bubble and like looking down at yourself like all the time. How, how can I succeed? What can I do? What can, you know, I want this, I want this, I want this. And more of what does God want? How can I partner with God to, you know, change the world? Yeah. It changes your life. And I cannot recommend this book enough. I've read it so many times and I I just finished reading it again this like spring or summer and I'm already like, okay, let's go read it again. Like it's so good. Um, so some takeaways from the book that you just might love. Number one, God wants to work with and through us as his children. He wants to use us and partner with us, making an impact in our world and and our culture. And, And making that impact is not limited to missionaries or pastors or people in, you know, quote unquote ministry or the church. Like Lindsay was saying, business owners, people in the marketplace are just as vital and powerful in bringing his kingdom to earth, no matter what you're doing as a mother, as a doctor, like any of those examples, you are just as necessary and important in that mission and in that lifestyle. And those aren't separate. Those aren't different and apart from each other. And then number two, God is inviting you as a child of God, a mother, a business owner, a vet, whoever, to dream with him. He wants to dream with you. Dream big, dream wild, dream extravagantly. Ask him for big things and invite him into everything you're doing. So although this book may not necessarily be a business-specific book, it is such a game changer as a believer and a business owner. Could not agree more. It's literally so good. All right, moving on to number six. This one is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I first heard James Clear do an interview on Amy Porterfield's podcast called Online Marketing Made Easy. Um, I, I literally remember I was on a plane and I listened to it and I literally stopped 
the interview halfway through and I gave the, one of my ear pods or ear, earbuds, there we go, to my husband and we listened to it together because it was so good. And then we immediately ordered it off of Amazon. Um, and this book goes again, far beyond business. So it, it can apply to any literal, any person, because it's talking about habits, bad habits and good habits that we make in life. But you can apply the principles that he's talking about to business as well. It can just, it can be so helpful and applicable to business. Um, So literally any human being on the planet will benefit from reading this book. If you've specifically struggled with trying to get rid of a bad habit or start a new healthy habit in your life, but keep failing and falling short, you just keep trying and nothing seems to be sticking. You don't know what you're doing wrong. James will give you so many tangible takeaways to actually make real changes in your life. And he dives into a framework of four mentalities that are vital for changing any habit in your life. Like I I just, we keep saying this, but I absolutely cannot recommend this book enough. Um, I guess the the concept is that when you're trying to either add a new habit or get rid of a bad habit, you need to go really, really like minute, like go into the very, very nitty gritty, um, like making very, very, very small changes slowly. Um, And he has, again, like the four framework. Well, I'll get into that in a second, but it's just so good because think about like, if you wanted to pick up the habit of running. Like you wanted to become a runner, um, but you've never ran a day in your life. Like you're not just going to like wake up early one day and then just like go hit a 10 miler. Like that's not going to happen. But what can you do to maybe slowly start working towards that? Well, you could do little adjustments like you could wake up earlier and reward yourself. So maybe every day that you wake up early, you, I was going to say, give yourself a candy bar, but maybe that goes against the running. Maybe something else (laughs) that would be, maybe you give yourself a bath that night and you can't give yourself a bath unless you wake up early and run. Something like that where you're rewarding yourself. But then something else you could do is set out your workout clothes and your shoes literally right by your bed the night before. And so like, if you don't run, your clothes and shoes are waiting there reminding you that you failed. I mean, that's dramatic, but... (laughs) It's, it's just like little tiny things that you can do to either, again, start good habits or remove bad habits. It's just, oh, so good. It's such a good book. Yeah. Yeah. So some key takeaways. Number one, every single time you perform a, a, a habit, there's a four-step pattern that always happens with it. So number one, cue, then craving, then response, and then reward. So he breaks all of that down and and knowing how to work with and manipulate each step of that process is key to adding habits and and decreasing unhealthy ones in your life. So starting or breaking habits, you have to understand that framework and then begin to work with that instead of against that. Yeah. And then takeaway number two, um, his book is broken down into the segments of top four mentalities that you need to do if you want to form new habits or break old ones or bad ones. Um, So these four mentalities for creating a good habit are one, making them obvious, two, making them attractive, three, making them easy, and four, making them satisfying. And then if you flip that, you would just flip all of those things to basically get rid of a bad habit, which would one, make it obscure, two, make it unattractive, three, make it hard, and four, make it unsatisfying. Okay, so an example that you can use these four mentalities. And let's go back to the running example. Say you want to become a runner, like I said. So making it obvious, again, making it obvious would be like putting your shoes out right by your bed. It's making it obvious. It's making it like very like, hey, you need to run because your shoes are right here. In front of your face. Right, in front of your face. Making it attractive. um, What would be an example of that? Like, Setting, a, I would say setting a goal of, you know, how it's going to make you feel mentally and physically, mm-hmm. how it's going to change, you know, your, your, emotions and mentality throughout the day, you know, maybe researching some studies of why 
exercise every day is so healthy for you and that makes it attractive to you, right? The next one is making it easy. Same thing. You could either, maybe maybe you have to run in a gym and you want to, so maybe pick a gym that's not very far away. Again, like you want to make something very, very easy. You want to make it almost effortless in order for you to do it. Because if something's hard, I feel like we as human beings just like don't do it. Yeah. Um, and then the last one was making it satisfying. So again, rewarding yourself with something positive that you yeah. really love whenever you do do the habit that you're wanting to do. Yeah. So that's a, just a good example of breaking it down the four mentalities to do good things. Or if you want to flip it to getting rid of a bad habit, you can do those things to make it not bad or make it bad. (laughs) Such a good book. Seriously. I cannot recommend that book enough. If you're really wanting to start and create some new solid habits, especially as a business owner Mm -hmm. in your workflow. Yeah. So number seven, last, but certainly not least is deep work by Cal Newport. If you also talked about this on the show, I, I, I believe we've talked about it multiple times. (laughs) If you know me and if you have heard me talk, on this podcast or just on social media, in my blog, whatever, you know that I am an absolute nerd about productivity. I do not, and like time management, I don't know why. It just like, it fascinates me so much. So this is one of my favorite books. I read this book, I don't even know, four times in the last like year and a half. Like I'm, <laughs> I've read it so many times because it's so good. So if you struggle with productivity and getting enough done or focusing on the task in front of you without getting distracted every 30 seconds. Like, boy, this book is for you. Cal walks you through what he calls deep work versus shallow work and the scientific studies of brain focus and productivity. So while working 15 hours a day, seven days a week may feel like productivity to us, that was what I did for a good while. Same. It's actually not. You're not getting as much done because our brain is only wired to work certain ways and at certain times. So Cal basically breaks it down and walks you through the brain limitations, how to work around them, how to maximize your time to get the most done each and every day. I literally read this book twice a year. Like if if I read the others, like once a year is a really good refresher and all this, like this book I read every six months because it's so dang good. So some takeaways from this book, Lindsay, do you want to start with number one? Yeah, for sure. So the first one, deep work sessions, or you probably know it as batch working are the key to productivity because the more we switch between tasks and you're, especially like if you're, are you the kind of person that has like a bajillion tabs on your computer and you're, you're bouncing from task to task to task. And then the second you get a notification, maybe from your team or from your partner or whatever, then like, Oh, you're all of a sudden like off to that thing. And then you go back and like, you're wasting so much freaking time going back and forth and back and forth. And it's called attention residue. So every time you switch a task, for example, writing a blog and then checking email in the middle of that, and then going on Instagram and scrolling, it takes your brain literally 20 minutes to refocus. So do you know how much time that adds up? Yeah. Like, Focusing on one thing in batches keeps you focused and so, so, so much more productive. So that's why we always recommend batch working. But even, I mean, Cal goes way in depth in it in the book, but like setting aside time to really dive into deep work where you focus on one task and go deep in it and you like shut off all distractions. Um, I know for like some moms out there, you might be like, how do I do that? Um, (laughs) That's a good question. It's possible. It is possible. Um, What I recommend is like either scheduling your week so that you have those deep work times during uh, 
what am I trying nap to say? Time. Nap. Yes. Thank you. Nap time. Or you have a babysitter or your spouse, maybe potentially watch them or just, you can fit it in. Even if it's unconventional, even if it's at night after they go to bed. But I think having that deep work focus is so crucial, especially when, I mean, even more than moms, but especially moms, I think can relate to this. of just like trying to work while your toddler's like screaming, like you're not getting super deep focused work done. And it's harder to batch work when you have that happening in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Batch working is just such a game changer and, and Cal breaks it down so insanely well. Yeah. So that's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two is that breaks are vital. So in order to reset and refresh your brain, you have to recognize the limitations. So working 15 hour workdays is honestly typically just a waste of time. And I know that probably smacks some people in the face right now because I used to think like, no, that's how I'm going to grow. That's how I'm going to get the most done. And and I, I do want to say a caveat that I think there are certain seasons for working those types of hours. And I do think when I was really starting my business and growing and I was single and I was living, you know, didn't have any like family around me necessarily that needed my attention or time or whatever. I, I do think there was a season to work longer days. But even looking back, I'm like, I wish I'd known more productivity like strategies to actually maximize that time that I did have. So, you know, working 15 hour days for the average person is honestly typically a waste of time because you can get just as much done in an eight hour workday if you just organize your time well. So work smarter, not harder. Not only will you get more done in your business, but you'll have more time for the rest of your life too. So this book has completely completely revolutionized my work life. And I cannot recommend it enough if you struggle with focus and productivity in your life and in your business. Yeah, it was so good. It's, it's so good. It's like <laughs> all of these books are all so good. So to do a little recap, Lindsay, you want to walk us through them? Yeah. So number one was The E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. Number two, I'm just going to read the titles. <laughs> Number two is Essentialism by Greg Mc... How do you say his last name? I believe it's McCohen. McCohen. All right. Number three was Creating a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Number four was Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Number five was Dreaming by... Sorry. <laughs> Dreaming with God by Bill Johnson. Number six was Atomic Habits by James Clear. And number seven was Deep Work by Cal Newport. They are literally all so good. Yes. We've read them multiple times and we cannot recommend them enough for Clearly, you. Clearly, we yeah. just spent a whole podcast episode raving about each one of these books. Yeah, for real. For <laughs> and being real. like, must read. But, but really. Really. <laughs> They're a game changer. So hopefully that was super helpful. It gets you on a good starting point of some books that you can begin to dive into, just revolutionize your life and your business. And I'm excited to see like how you enjoy reading them and yeah. how it changes your life and business. So if you're reading any of these, uh, screenshot them. If you order the book, like take a photo of it, send it to us, share it on your story, tag us. We'd just love to hear from you and hear how you begin to enjoy these books. Yeah, we we love them. And we hope that you love them too. Yeah. And as always, you can find us on the gram where the, the podcast and our education company is at the Heart University. I'm at Mrs. Lindsay Roman. Evie is at Evie Rupp. And as always, you can find us every Tuesday and Thursday here on wherever platform you're listening to this on. Um, yeah, we love just 
hopping in your earbuds twice a week, serving you guys with this content. If you love the show, give us two minutes and leave a review. It literally means the world to us. And it really does make a huge, huge difference every time that you leave a review and we read every single one and they make us cry. Yeah, literally. For sure. (laughs) All right. Well, we hope you have an incredible week. We are cheering for you and we will see you on the next episode.